ride with me in my foul life. Clap. Clap. Everybody should clap because it's a. So go ahead, clap. Ovation. It's the Foul Life Podcast. We need to have one of those uh, audience machines that they used in like Major League Baseball during COVID. Yeah. Talking about the best color man in business? Yeah. They don't call them that for nothing. You can't say that on the radio. Oh, who gives a shit? Nobody's listening anyway. What movie, Les? I have no idea, but I'm trying to listen. <laughs> That's Major League. Um, the 28 gauge is kind of cool. It's kind of neat to feel how light they are. Because they are a totally different animal than a 12 gauge, but it's a big deal with the co- ammo combination. I saw that today. You got to have a good patterning gun, and the ethos that I was shooting today. Would you guys agree that I was dead on, no missing? I don't think you shot, did you today? No, I shot. No, oh. I don't think my dog retrieved. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god chad and i hammered a bunch of them out on that right side of the line <laughs> my shoulder hurts at the 28 yeah and, and and pistol retrieved every one of them it was unreal you would like pull the trigger and he was out there like a freaking punt returner that last one he, he was halfway there go ahead pistol <laughs> But the point is, is the episode of the Fowley Podcast is brought to you by Benelli and Federal and Hi-Viz and Rob Roberts and everything that we talk about on our shooting system. Um, It's one of those things to where we're not sitting here telling you you have to buy this. I just like proven results. And this Ethos is a bad, bad gun. Now, the Ethos was the new action technology and innovation that Benelli introduced to their guns. And then they ended up putting that in to the Super Black Eagle model with the new, you know, that new action that they introduced initially and originally with the ethos. And that thing is as smooth as butter. So, like, when you're loading the gun, when you're dischambering the gun, when you're shooting the gun, you can really feel how smooth that is. And I think, Les, you tell me if I'm wrong, but to me, you want your, just like your golf swing or your baseball swing, and I know that you're really not key on that, but your golf, your, your punching. When you're punching a bag or a speed bag or a heavy bag or whatever, you want emotionally you want just to be smooth and just you know like doesn't look like you're putting a ton of energy into it right it's just motion and that's what this gun does that's what it feels like in my hands is that everything is just a hundred percent smooth it it is and you can forget parts of parts of things that you got to worry about with the gun everything just comes up so smooth and they're so light i'd never hunted with 28 before and i really enjoyed it i was pretty much infallible today um, you know, most of the time, you were, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it 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 was smooth, it operated nice, and I really enjoyed using it. I actually have given some thought to getting myself one. Well, we can help there, but thank you, Benelli USA, Federal Premium, the ammo. I mean, we're used to shooting three inch threes, three inch twos, three inch BBs, three inch fours in the Black Cloud, and then they introduced the TSS, which I've been shooting the threes and nines. You know, I was up in Wyoming, and then I was in Nebraska shooting big, big, big honkers. Mm-hmm. You guys were there, and I was—I mean, you guys saw it. I mean, even Clay's like, "Damn, 
And I think today today was what three and a half, uh, uh, in two and three quarter sevens, I believe. Two we were and shooting. three quarter inch seven federals out of the blue yeah. box today for the twenty eight gauge. Federal yeah. makes everything perfect. I'm telling you, like they just they have it going on, and you cannot buy a better ammunition. They can people can say it as much as they want. There's no better ammunition than federal premium. There just truly is. And then you mix that with our sights and the what Rob Roberts does to customize our guns. It's just a it's just that shooting system. We talk about it all the time. So when you're thinking about building out your system that you want results, you want to have confidence in, you just got to take it for what it's worth and at least look into it. Talk to us about it. Ask us whatever questions you want. If you see us on the road, ask us to shoot one of our guns. I'll let you throw it up. They're smooth. They pattern unbelievable. There's no hiccups with them. And uh, I'm telling you, it's a joy to be shooting these Benelli's. So thank you, Benelli USA, Federal Premium Ammunition, Rob Roberts, Custom Gunworks, High Vis Sights. The Foul Life Podcast tonight is also brought to you by Rigid Industries. Now, did you guys see the videos of our lights coming on the trailers and all four sides when we were up there in Wyoming and stuff? You could just hit that one switch and every side of the trailer lights up. Yeah, it's pretty slick. So you're setting out decoys. These lights, these LED bars, you've seen them on our trucks. You can see mile down the road. Brings up another good point. You're going down the road, and you know there's deer or something around. These lights keep you safer, in my opinion. Now you got to check your local laws because they are illegal in some states. But LEDs on a boat or a UTV, an ATV, your truck, your bumper, your grill guard, and then you put them on the side of our decoy trailers, and you hit that switch, and it lights up the entire cornfield or whatever bean field or hay or what wheat whatever we're hunting everything is easier in the light this is a true statement because if you try to set up too much stuff in the dark mistakes are made i'm telling you a lot of mistakes are made whether it's distance whether it's thinking that you're covered up the best when you're not but when it's lit up and this it looks like the sun's out you you are ready to go when it's go time and that's uh that's what rigid industries means to myself and the crew is that it keeps us safe and it keeps us having the ability to own the night i love to see things i don't like searching for anything in the dark crosby's a little bit different he likes searching for things in the dark i've been staying in the same room as him and if you've ever seen the movie Step Brothers, he's a sleepwalker Les, he gets up in the middle of the night and all of a sudden he's laying in my bed with me and i don't understand what this means aren't you glad you I, have I, a drum set yeah uh, and I'll, I'll i do not sleepwalk that's yes you do driven. oh that's oh. purpose driven <laughs> I thought that was Axel in there with you. No. It was us. <laughs> it was Axel and us. And it's like a twin bed, so it's kind of cozy. I like it. I, I guess maybe Axel was in the middle. No. It, speaking of last night, Rumi, who turns the fan on when it's 25 degrees? Dude, dude, I've been cooking. You guys have stuck me in this kitchen and these grills for four days again. Not one person's come, hey, let me get this one. I'm freaking, my body temperature's running. I got, I'm around these big flames. I'm cooking hot. I'm reverse searing. So I'm running a little hot. I'm fired up. I'm excited. I'm passionate about this duck hunt. We have one day left now. So yeah, I had to turn the fan on and cool down a little bit last night. I was excited. I made a good salad. My right arm was blue this morning. It was so cold when I woke up. <laughs> it sounds like this place was too. John Shaw ripped your ass for turning off the thermostat in here. Not me. He called you Sunny. Not me. He blamed it on you guys. He called you Sonny. He said, straighten it up. <laughs> straighten it up. He is a good dude. I'm talking like he's one of my favorites. You enjoy him? Oh, I get along with him quite well. We have a lot of fun. He, uh, b- before you glaze over this, 
Do you feel like because I like Les said he wants to get a twenty eight. I'm not to a twenty eight yet, but I kind of want to change it like a twenty, and then maybe go to a twenty eight. Here's like, the deal: where we're at, it's cool because that's what John allows is four tens and twenty eights. He doesn't even allow twenties here. But I'm a twelve gauge guy now. If I'm in the trees of Arkansas and I know we're going to kill them like right here in this pocket, I enjoy shooting a 20 gauge a lot at Mallards. Teal hunts, I love it. But I'll be the first to say, I'm, I'm a fan of the 28. I'm a fan of going out and plinking with a 410 and let my daughter Alyssa shoot a 410. She shot her first duck, big bull canvas back. You were there less. You remember that day? That was yeah, amazing. Absolutely. But in my opinion, and I know that there's good technology and ammo now. I get it. And if you're going to spend that much money on TSS and you want to invest in it, that's your prerogative. But nothing kills ducks and geese like a 12-gauge. Now, again, John Shaw is a professional sharpshooter. He knows how to shoot and leads and angles and densities and ballistics and all of the things that go in to killing that duck with that 410. Not everybody, including us, can consistently kill a mallard duck with a 410. I don't care what you say. Wouldn't it be cool to do it, though? Like, Well, I don't know what, if the word's cool because there's ethics that play into it with me. There is. Like, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be done in a place to where, like, this place is amazing. You're killing them at 10 feet. But if most people have that mentality that I'm going to go kill a, a duck at 30 yards with a 410 or 28, it's not happening. I will, I'll be the first to argue that all day long. But so, so, so that's, a, that's up in your game, I think, right? I, I, yeah, do you have to be a better caller or a better hider? But d- does it? Does I, it? Now, I agree. Now that you brought it up, I agree. There's some ethics involved. And you, you shouldn't just – that's what I said, like a progression, right? So 12-gauge. You know, like Kent loves 12 uh, sixes. So a little bit lighter, you know, and that's what he likes to shoot at Doug. So – Maybe you perfect that, and then you move on to a 20-gauge with a, with a heavier load. And then you perfect that, and you step down. Like, chuck runners do it all the time. You know, like, there's a lot of chuck runners that really pride themselves in shooting a 20-gauge, shooting yeah. a 410, shooting a 16, whatever. I don't remember the last time I shot ducks with a 12-gauge. If I know I'm going duck hunting, straight, and it's only ducks, infield or water, I've shot a 20 for the right. last several years. So do, do if, you feel like once that's dialed in now, because I'm feeling, even though I shouldn't, I, you know, I kind of want to get a 28 and I kind of want to like, I don't know, maybe because I want to buy a new gun, but <laughs> you know, like I think it might be a progression of like skill. Like you said, John's a, John's a bad a, she shoots a 10, four, 10, four. So, yeah. A 10 4. Yeah. So maybe you're at the point where you could do a 20. But I don't think it's because of upping your game with your shot. I think it's more upping your game with everything. Everything. It has to be everything. If you have the discipline. That's what I'm saying. If you're a chucker hunter or a quail hunter, you can get away with a 28. They're light. You're walking miles. You're going up mountainous terrain. Inclines. You got all the, the possibility. There's 28 gauges out there that. There's a lot of BBs in that gun. Chucker get up, they flush with a pointing dog, and you cover that pattern right when they're flying away from you or angling at 45 degrees to the left or the right up away from you. It's a pretty good gun. But a mallard duck and a canvasback duck and a Canada goose, they're different animals. They 
Now, I'm not saying that you can't do it, but if you put a 12-gauge up against a 20-gauge, it's going to be a completely different ballgame. On would, snows, Canada's, or big ducks. 100%, 100%, but that's why I would, like, if I was to shoot a 12 at ducks, and that's what I was my go-to, I would do something like Kent. Six I would go to six or seven and a half because you got the, so many more BBs, and the technology that Federal has, they're able to kill those ducks. But now you go down to twos and threes for a geese, yes. I and would. I shoot a 12-gauge religiously almost every day. Every day of the season, and I never once went, oh, man, my shoulder's getting worn out. Oh, man, this is heavy. Oh, man, this is too much impact. Oh, man, it's too much recoil. You don't feel it when you're hunting. But so no, no more skill involved to shoot a lower-gauge gun, you think? I mean, either way, either if, whether I'm shooting a 12-gauge, a 20, a 28, or a 410, I'm not calling the shot if they're over tw- right. 15 to 20 yards. I'm not going to call the shot, maybe even closer than that. And that's where it would make it tough for some people with a 28 gauge going out into, say, a public area where yeah. you can't let the birds get in that 100%. close. Yeah. Then you, then that's a great that, point. 90%, 90% of duck hunters shoot public area. Yeah. So, can you really be successful with a smaller gauge gun? Hmm. Can you? I don't know. In a public area, it would be very, very tough because, you know, everybody's down yeah. there where the yeah. next guy is 80 yards down there. Yeah, and the birds are. He working. shoots and. Jack, what do you shoot? The bird. Twelve gauge. Twelve. The birds are working, and you know that guy shoots sixty yards from you and scares your birds. So yeah, you, if you're a weekend warrior that might get out four or five times a year, yeah, I'm taking a twelve gauge and having my best chances, you know. So that's hey, John. A... Yeah, John. Why you're, why you're here, John Shaw? While you're here, is it? Can you get on that microphone for a second? I have one yeah. question for you. Sure. Grab that chair, please, Jack, over there. This is John Shaw. This is the one, the most, this in is my what opinion. We needed. He just walked in He literally just walked in on the most important topic that we've talked about <laughs> since we got here. John, um, put that microphone in front of him. John, the question is, the headphones too, Clay, or Les? Les, give him the headphones real quick. Yeah, if um, John, our, we've been discussing the last 10, 15 minutes about 90% of duck hunters in America hunt public property. We're, we're discussing gauges. You allow a 28 gauge on your property or a 410. We're not going to, we don't even need to discuss the reasons why, but a big one is the, the sound barrier and how the ducks don't get scared when there's that with the sound and the pop that comes out of these gauges. But I'm sitting here on this side of the devil's advocacy and saying, you're not going to get the results you get with a 12 gauge, with a 28 gauge. If you're a public land duck hunter and you can't get them to 15, 20, 25 yards consistently, is it better to shoot a 12 gauge or are you sold that a 28 gauge can do everything a 12 can do? Uh, I'm sold that uh, 28 could do everything a 12 gauge should do within that 35 yards. And there again, you need to uh, use your different choke tubes, whether it be uh, in your shells you need to use. You need to pattern those guns. And most duck hunters don't pattern, but uh, you know you could have a, a skeet bore that might pattern five shot, you know, like a full choke. Uh, the main thing is having a good gun and pattern and the shells that will shoot, you know, inch and a half, you know, uh, apart shots at 35 yards. 
And uh, a lot of people say, we want to shoot four shot or we'll shoot five shot or whatever. Uh, the main thing is to get a good killing pattern at 35 yards in a 30-inch circle. So say that one, I, I think I understood it. A 30-inch circle at 35 yards, you want your BBs an inch and a half apart, you said? That's correct. That's, what, that's, that's the best patterning. That's, that's correct. Okay. And, you know, and, and there again, uh, Boss, which is uh, one of the, the uh, shot shell manufacturers who's doing the bismuth with uh, a copper-coated deal, and they make a seven-shot, they make a six-shot, they make a five-shot in a 410. And, uh, and there again, it depends what choke tube you use. Would be a, a cylinder, or improved, modified, or full. Uh, you need to find out exactly what your shot you know your your pattern does with those individual shells and that makes a whole difference i mean we got pattern boards and and that we shoot all the time with that and uh you know and through a full choke seven shot might throw a pattern you know every inch and a half at 35 yards which is perfect you can kill as many ducks at 35 yards at 410 you can kill with 12 gauge can you really yeah you really can't you have to be at your level of shotgunning because you're not on the same level as most shotgunners well that's fine but i'm we're looking at a 30 inch pattern the main thing you need to have your gun to pattern that shot that will give a good killing ratio you know at that deal and uh, you know uh, even like winchester 38 steel shot number six um you know it, it, the full choke it, it could pattern an inch and a half Guess what? Your second shot, now you got three eighths, three eighths, now you got a 28 gauge load. You shoot them the third shot, now you got a 12 gauge inch, an ounce and a quarter load. So, yeah. What? Shot one, shot two, shot three, you got just as much shells coming, I mean, uh, shot killing power as you do have a 12 gauge. And the dust bowl level is unbelievable. I mean, we have ducks lighting within 100 yards of us with 410. They don't even get up. I mean, it's unbelievable. Do, do, John, do you feel like there's obviously more skill in, in getting ducks to get that close? Is there any needed shot skill to go to a 410-28? Do you have to be a better shot? You know, I, I really don't think so. I mean, that pattern board is 30 inches. It, I mean, all the skeet shooters, years around, uh you know they, they go off that 30 inch pattern and they have a, a three inch uh pattern in the middle you aim at uh, you, you get those shots and pellets in that deal every inch inch and a half apart and shooting bigger shot you want to go to four shot five shot and you got them every three inches it's the same deal uh, uh just because you got a 12 gauge there and the decibel level guys is you know, a 26 inch, 12 gauge, three and a half inch Magnum is the same thing as a 12 inch M16. I mean, loud. And you got no business shooting that stuff with no headphones. Uh, the dogs you're shooting over, it makes them death. It makes every duck within a half mile go straight up in the air. So I'm a firm believer in keeping the decibels lower. People don't realize this. You take a 21-inch barrel, 20-gauge shooting light loads versus a 30-inch barrel shooting 20-gauge light loads. It's 20 decibels difference just because of your barrel length. 
and you go from three and a half magnum 12 gauge to three inch 12 gauge to a three inch 20 gauge to 28 gauge to the 410 you drop those decibels down 30 or 40 decibels and then your barrel length from a 21 to 30 inch barrels shooting the 410 i mean you don't even need any headphones the dogs don't you're not hurting your dog's ears you're not hurting your ears you're not hurting your people shooting next to your ears uh and the ducks they were like within 100 yards of you not even get up hmm. i have to ask you one more shotgunning <laughs> question because i just ran into this is there is there a uh when you're coaching somebody i want i want to continue with our conversation when you have more time john on the decimals and because I love shooting a 12 gauge, but I'm also not ignorant. I want to learn as much as I can. But I had a, three people in California this year on the same day, all shooting with one eye closed. And I said, why are you doing that? They said, I, I've never done anything else. Is there a way to break that habit if you're 30 years, 35 years old? Can you break that habit? And is it the only way to shoot a shotgun, both eyes open, when you're coaching somebody? Or is it okay to have one eye closed? <laughs> if, uh, if you're right-handed and your left eye is dominant, uh, you had no choice but to close that eye. So anyway, if you're looking down that barrel and looking at your left eye and your right-handed shooter, I mean, everything's all four or five foot out there. I mean, crazy. So if you're right-handed, you look down that barrel and see the bead and close that left eye. If you're left-handed and right eye dominant, you need to close that right eye and look down that barrel that way. I mean, it makes all the difference in the world. It's like shooting pool, and you're left-handed shooter, and you're looking at your right eye. Everything is four or five inches off on that table. Everything's four or five foot off on that duck. So you're saying if you're right-handed shooter, right eye dominant, it's okay to shoot, or it's better to shoot with both eyes open? or it's that, that's correct uh, i still like uh, you know people say you know you need a point shooter shotgun if you got a shotgun that fits you perfectly i mean you got you know the cheek rest and you can move the cheek rest to the left or right and get it fit it perfectly to your face then you can kind of point shoot a duck otherwise you need to be looking down that rib don't see no big old railroad track you know just see the bead You've got a second bead on that gun, the one in the middle, and line those beads up and pull the trigger on the duck there. You'd be 99% better as a normal duck hunter. And do you, do you feel that as a new hunter coming in to this space right now and you don't have a lot of experience with a shotgun, and they came to you and they saw John Shaw and you're standing there and said, Mr. Shaw, I've never duck hunted, but I'm getting into it will you please tell me what I need to go get? And then you're going to say, well, where do you hunt? And they're going to say, okay, I hunt the public refuge system in California. I got competition. I'm going to draw every morning, public blinds, a lot of competition out there. What do you tell them to get as far as a weapon goes? And what do you tell them to do to get the practice they need? You know, on public land and people sky busting, public land for people sky busting and doing this, that, and the other, but, you know, we're not on dove shoot. We're, we're shooting, as far as I'm concerned, trophy birds. Um, you know, and just to shoot one flying by at 60 yards, you say, I killed them. That's no different than shooting a dove. 
I mean, I want these ducks to be coming in at, you know, 35 yards or less. And, um, you know, a 20 gauge will kill those. 28 gauge will kill those. You get them in 38, 30 yards, the 410 will kill them. And, uh, you know, you're not duck hunting if you're trying to do the old world of duck hunting about using your call, using your decoys. Uh, that's all part of it. I mean, spinning decoys, pumping, um, um, you know, making the water splash and ripples and the whole deal. The whole purpose of duck hunting to me, let's go back in the old days, let's shoot them in the face, let's shoot them with their feet down. And uh, that's when that 410, 28 comes in there, 20 gauge. There's no way in the world you need a three, a three and a half inch, 12 gauge. Otherwise, you just pass shooting them at 60 yards and wounding a bunch of stuff and uh you're not duck hunting there you just uh doing a, a dove hunt in argentina with our mallards here so you would say it comes down to just education of the hunter to make it better for everybody to better yourselves in all aspects of hunting to get them in that close so i'd rather kill four ducks with a 410 than 20 ducks with a 12 gauge just flying by Yep. If you shoot them up close in front, a 28 gauge, I mean, that's the next step to it. Uh, and we had members here come in the last two years. Oh, we can't do this. Well, we went from 12 gauge, three inch. We went to 12 gauge, two and three quarter. Went 20 gauge, three inch. And now we're at 28. And there's no more 28, three inch. 20 gauge, 28 gauge, three inch is just as bad as a. A 20 gauge three inch so we're at uh, a light load uh 28 gauge um you know 1300 feet per second and we're going next year to 410 so you're saying it comes down to the discipline of the hunter to hone his or her skills to get the ducks tight because it's not i'm not saying that it's not acceptable but you said it's just like shooting a dove at 60 yards. Our job is to decoy and get them tight and let them see what ducks do when you trick them with the call, the decoys, the ripples on the water, natural movement, all of that stuff. Don't shoot them at 60. That's not what duck hunting is, is what you're saying. So if you have the skills, the skill set, you can use a 28 gauge and you're going to kill them every day if you really do your job to become the best duck hunter you can be. Yes, no doubt about that, Chad. I mean, um, you don't spend the money to get robo ducks. You get the pumpers. You get the best decoys. You get the best camouflage. You're going to go to a nice duck hole. I mean, the whole deal is about shooting these ducks coming in there, uh, you know, feet down. And like I say, a 410, 28 gauge, kill them every shot. Otherwise, you're on a dove hunt. I love that. Yeah. I I love that. I've always said the same exact thing, but I've always said it's okay to have a 12 gauge. But if you do have, my mindset is never to call the shot unless they're 25 yards, 20 yards or closer. And I guess you don't need a 12 gauge to kill them when they're that close. No, you just blow it. And not only you're killing them, you know, you kill them here. But guess what you're doing around the other three, four hundred yards around your property? You just blow them all out. I mean, every duck within, I mean, not only three or four hundred yards, but probably uh, 600,000 yards. Those ducks go straight up, and they are not going to go back in there again. Last question. I know you got to go because you have a business to run. There's a lot of big Canada geese here right now. 
let's say theoretically you were going to target these big Canada geese, whether it's over water or a cornfield. Do you have the same ideology in your head, John Shaw, that you would shoot a 28 gauge at a big Canada goose too? Well, uh, I hunted geese a bunch for like probably six or seven years. And, uh, and it's back in the day where they had the elf shot and double elf shot and do this, that, and the other. And, uh, you know, basically I'd, I'd shoot a whole box of shells to kill one, two geese out of that. And I'd drop down to three and four shot, you know, same kind of velocity, the whole deal, and shoot them in the neck and head, and that's what killed them. The kill ratio went from two or three uh, geese a box, you know, trying to shoot them high, to... Uh, you know, eight or nine. Because, like I say, you're shooting the head and neck with that, you know, three or four shot, and that, that's the same way I do with the ducks. I'm with six and seven shots because we're shooting these ducks in, you know, 30 yards. Uh, it's the same thing with the deal. You, you're breaking a wing, you're hitting them in the head, you're hitting them in the neck, and you're killing the ducks. And you don't need a, a big, you know, a, a, a big bullet uh, a big pellet to do it uh, a goose is you know got a half inch of feathers and you got three inches of meat and you got to go through the breastplate you're not killing any ducks or geese you know with, with the big shots you know you're basically hitting them in the head and neck and you do the little shot and that's what kills them that's what's going through their armor protection and you know you shoot them at the back that's different they got no armor on their back with that front, they got, you know, quarter inch of feathers, they got three, they got the skin, they got three inches of meat, and they got a breastplate. So you're not killing them right there. You're killing them in the head and neck and wings. So what gun would you use for a goose hunt if we were going tomorrow? And we knew we were decoying them at 20 yards or closer. What is John Shaw shooting? Uh, you know, five shot, six shot, all you need to do. I mean, 12 know. or 28? No, no, 28. Be fine. Even four ten. I mean, we don't get. <laughs> That's coming from a professional yeah. shooter, everyone. Because he only shoots him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're shooting at 30, 30 yards, and uh, you know the boss make that shell. I mean, they make a five inch bismuth uh, uh, coated uh, copper coated bismuth, and it's badass. It's badass. Wow, four ten for geese. Oh, it's so man. much thrilling to kill something like that. And it's so much thrilling to kill ducks in four tens. I remember at the night my brother and grandson and his son and uh, you know, and they shot at four or five ducks inside twenty yards and you know, they pulling out of there and I just smoke them a four ten, just boom and you know, it's just you know, hey boys take a lesson here, you know. And uh, you know, we got other ducks that don't even flare up shooting that four ten. The noise. I mean, it was decibels. Or, boy, nobody's ever came up with that part before. Did decibels. you? Did you go to the lower calibers? Gauges. Gauges. Sorry. Uh, because of the technology and the ammo and the patterning of them is just as good, or was it more because of your limited acreage here and you saw the difference? Of their reaction with the with those smaller gauges. Yeah, yeah. that's why you went lower first because of how they work. 
Yeah, just just because the ducks don't flare up and don't go away. I mean, you know, anybody's duck hunted before, and you know, got a couple ducks coming in, and then um, you know, got a couple more maybe behind them, a hundred yards high, and and, you know, you pull the trigger on them, and those other ducks go sky high. We've been here, we're shooting four tens, and have a string of ducks coming in, maybe a hundred yards long, and you shoot the first two, and time you get loaded up, you're shooting the back two. I mean, they have got no reception about that noise level, you know, yeah, perception about that. John, at your, at your age now and your experience in this game, I think you've been hunting ducks for, I'm going to guess, I'm going to say 50 years. That's correct. 50 years. Do you love it as much right now when you drive your property and see this sunset and these ducks falling into these – ponds do you love it to see the straps coming back with your clients do you love being out there with your brother and his son and his grandson and your i mean your great nephew today do you love it as much right now as you did when let's just say when you first got to this part of idaho from mississippi tennessee do you love it as much today as you ever did well you know i was probably more in a, a killing mode back in that time my younger days and i used the 12 gauges and and three inch magnums and stuff um and it just showed me that, you know, you can kill ducks, you know, with these lighter gauges. And I like to promote that to my brother and my grandsons and uh, nephews and stuff that, um, you know, you can do the same thing. And why sky bust a duck at 60 yards long? And, I mean, I know you're passing them up. I know you're passing them up. But you just sit there and you call them. You're a good enough caller. You get that duck within 30 yards of it, and you can kill it with a 410. I mean, there's nothing, nothing beyond that to me. So I, 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 will, I will never hunt with a 12 gauge the rest of my life or 20 gauge. Du- when you see the ducks, though, right now, do they still light your fire like they always did? Do you, when you see wild ducks and you see your property, do you still get that feeling of like, holy shit, look at these ducks? Like you did back in the, I know that you probably aren't as mad as them, like they say in the South. You're not as kill killing them on them, kill them, you know, like killing as many as you were at one time, or that aggressive with them, or going every day. But do you still get fired up when you see what you've built here and how many ducks are here? Do you, does it still light your fire? You know, not necessarily for me, but my new members coming in, uh, the kids coming in, and. Uh, you know, just people who's never shot a duck with a 410 before that's got a kind of the whole life. Uh, that's what fires me up is getting them excited about, hey, we can do this, and we can do this 100%. That, uh, you know, we go out and kill a limit of duck with 410, we help accomplish something. That's what I just took from what you said about how you grew up with the 12 gauges and, you know, magnum shots and all this stuff, but now being able to do it with a 410 that's like the ultimate like the ultimate right crosby i mean to be able to do that day in and day out that's what i i I felt today shooting that 28 gauges it's like it's an accomplishment and i think a 410 would be an accomplishment and you know i it's it's everything it's everything we talked about it's decoys it's mojos it's all that stuff calling and to get them in that close and then feel confident, shoot them with the smallest shotgun they make, and kill a limit. I, I really, I, I agree with you. But I that's cool, cool too, because he's obviously you've taught people how to shoot 
a lot of people how to shoot, not just in hunting, but in everything that you do. But to teach them and teach the mentality, educate them on that you can do this, that's a pretty cool accomplishment because you can be a good shot with a, a 12 gauge just like you can with a 410. You can be, I mean, a good shot with both of them, but to, to prove the, their mentality that you can actually do it this way. Maybe we should, uh, uh, tomorrow, because we're going to be fortunate enough to hunt with John, maybe we should make a challenge to the four of us we go out with just the four tens and see how we do. May not do much for his film, but they'd be a lot of fun. I'm Why not? They, I, I mean, I'm if we're killing them, we'll kill them. Tomorrow. I'll shoot 10-4s tomorrow. Well, I'm shooting a 10-4 tomorrow. All right, let's go. And, uh, <laughs> guys, I know y'all thinking about, uh, we went back from the kids deal. They don't know what I call 10-4 or 4-10. But uh, <laughs> this came from a Navy SEAL buddy of mine. And uh, uh, he's always correcting his calibers. And uh, he came back, let's call it a 10-4. So kind of professionals that we do we, we call it a 10-4 so we're going to hunt with two fours tomorrow but if you pattern those shells and like say we got some federal's got some uh it's got some uh, uh you know i mean for federal just still shot and makes a uh, copper coated business and uh and, and basically uh i lined up you know 15 cardboard targets that are a quarter inch thick and um winchester and federal went through like nine pieces of it the boss went through like 12 13 pieces of it so it's heavier shot it goes further and you know makes sense about killing but you know that winchester stuff if you shoot one at 25 yards uh the back of the duck looks like a pin cushion i mean that number six Still shot doing 1,300 feet per second. Uh, you know, it, it'll kill them every every shot. And uh, and the thing about the noise, uh, you know, that next pond over, not 500 yards, not, not 400 yards. I mean, 100 yards. These ducks were light, and they won't even get up if you're in the corn. I'm not saying just open water. I mean, we've got corn stalks that 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 you know. Stop the uh, stop, stop the sound barrier on the damn deal or whatever. But uh, you know, I will I will never ever hunt with anything but four ten the rest of my life. And it's so much fun to shoot those ducks. Hey, guess what? I killed five with a four ten. You shot seven with a twelve gauge flying high by and disturbing every damn duck in the neighborhood. Uh, I'd rather shoot five with a four ten in their face. I'd rather shoot seven, but you know, uh, I can do that. I can do that every day we go out there on a, on a good day. And, and the rest of the ducks are landing within 100 yards of us, not doing it. Uh, I talked to uh, Smith Wilson at Greenbrier, told him the same thing. You know, they're shooting 12 gauges there, got 1,000 acres of woods. Um, you know, ducks come in those woods. You further shot 25 yards. Why? Why do you want to shoot these with three-inch magnet or three-and-a-half-inch magnet? Let's shoot them up close and personal, and there's no reason to them. Are you on a crusade to educate people about this? No. i got better things to be on a crusade about doing <laughs> this. Right? Um, Just the people that come here. Yeah. But, you know, and, and people like that that I respect and stuff. And, you know, what got me at my club, and this is something that, 
pretty serious to me. I just brought it up. All right, we got two people in the blind. You shoot the first shot. Okay, you kill it. And the next person, you get the second shot. They don't back each other up. So, guess what? We got one good shooter. Got seven dead ducks. Next shooter, he ain't got shit. And next two hours, shooting another 15, 20 shots, he finally kills his limit. So now you went from a one-hour hunt to a three-hour hunt. Both guys, I mean, it's deal about killing birds not cripples and stuff okay you'll give your partner first shot give him first shot if he don't kill it blow it out of there and if he's going down cripple y'all both shoot it again that saves the cripples that saves the dogs going out there that saves you going out there and another 15 minutes of good duck hunting is coming in here so anytime you cripple a bird Jump on both feet. Both of you. Shoot the bird till he goes down and he's dead. Okay? Yep. And that's what it is. So uh, I'm cutting out all that out this club this year. Uh, okay. You're not going to just shoot greenhead. And then you miss it, wound it, do whatever. Then I'm going to get the next greenhead shot. Fuck that. <laughs> okay? I'm shooting, and I miss it. You back me up, I'll shoot it again, you shoot it again. Let's get it down on the water, let's get it dead, and let's get out of here. That's awesome. I freaking love that. Now, I got to ask you this. Do you double tap every time you shoot at a duck? No. You don't? One shot, you're done? No, no. No, but I'm saying, like, when you you see it, when you have that automatic with that, the semi-automatic with that 28 gauge, and that mallard right there, do you go... Real quick, like you, because no. I, I know that you, that's taught in some military style yeah, shooting. That's fine. But now, if uh, that dog duck wads up, and you know it's dead. If he flaps a wing or looks like he's going with the head down, you know he's getting the second one or get the and getting the third one. Okay. You know, and you're saving your dog, you're saving the hunt, you're saving the whole deal. And I, I just can't stand. It seems like we got California members or guys come in here that, like I said, you get first shot, I get first, second shot, you shoot it, and then it cripples down. Bullshit. I mean, why are you doing something like that? And then you got one guy's a better shot, he's got his limit, and now we're waiting on you for the next two hours to get your limit. And that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong on everything we got. No, I agree with that. I, I think it's all. I'm actually pretty excited for tomorrow to see the oh, four tens sure. in action. Now, can we shoot four tens tomorrow? All yeah, let's do all four tens. <laughs> yeah, do that. We'll do that. John, care. thank you so much for having us. This is uh, truly, we talk about it every time we drive up this road. When we got out of that blind, I look at Les and my brother and everybody and Alex, and I'm just like, can you believe that John lets us do this? It's just like, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable to us. So thank you, Mr. John. Okay, good. We're going to shoot ten fours tomorrow. <laughs> ten fours. Thank you, John. Thanks. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, boy. <laughs> There's going to be loud, some loud noises here real quick, folks. Switching over the microphone. <laughs> Ten fours. Ten fours. Ten fours tomorrow. Need five of them. I think that understanding... 
you know, for coming from him, who he knows his stuff. It's all about, it's all, it, it comes down to the discipline, though, to shoot him at 35 yards or closer. It's a big deal, man. I, I watch, when I was hunting public area a lot, I watch people rate, sky, just skyscrape them. You're never going to get that out. You're no. never going to get that out of people. And, and, you know, what he was talking about with the, the noise factor, um, <clears throat> it's interesting in the club that I'm in in, in Reno, uh, that became an issue last year where there was they picked a couple areas in there and you were no longer allowed to use 12 gauge you had to go to to uh the 20 gauge the reason being there wasn't much water and they were a couple of the members who you know like dave and uh, they come up with the and there was a, a lot of uh, uh pushback pushback from people and some of it was understandable they only owned 12 gauges so that meant they had to go buy a 20 gauge or whatever but um and i i didn't care i shot a 20 gauge so it wasn't that important to me but this is very interesting to be interesting for some of the people that are on in that club to listen to his his background on it and they need to realize just what a talented guy they're listening to as far as his knowledge about it but i just thought i would bring that up because it it does it, it is an issue it, it is, and I, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I think that we started off this conversation. I'm still, even after John talks, I'm still a huge fan of the 12 gauge. I truly am. I just sure, think, sure. I love what it does to turkeys, and I love. But again, it could be that mindset because you haven't experienced it enough. Now, yeah. John's been shooting a 410 at this property, based on the percussion and the decimals, all that. If you're going to do that, and you're going to take on that responsibility. To go down to a lower gauge, you have to understand that you're not going to kill them. No. Even with a 12 gauge, you should not be shooting a duck at 45 yards. You shouldn't. I've always told people, if you're going to do that, go to the sporting clays range. Go to the sporting clays range. You're not going to consistently kill them dead. You're going to cripple most of them, and you're going to miss most of them. So discipline yourself to become the best decoy you can. Why get in a hurry? Are you that hungry? Do you want that picture of that dead duck? Is it? And I understand the feeling that it gets, but I don't want to lose a cripple. I don't want to disrespect the animal or the resource. I want to be an ethical hunter that doesn't try or that never wants to see an animal suffer at all. And those ducks, when they get hit, it hurts. It's got to hurt. Yeah. Broken wing. Now they can't feed. They can't eat right. Now they're chomped by a coyote. Now a coyote gets them. A red fox gets them. A hawk gets them. An eagle gets them. It's not a good life to live. It's better to be right there in your face, dead on the water, and then in the oven, the Traeger. This has been another episode of the Fat Life Podcast. We're rolling out of here. We have a little bit more work to do tonight, and then we get to hunt with Mr. John Shaw tomorrow up in Idaho. I love being here. I love the Shaw family. Thank you, John. Thank you, Miss Beverly. Thank you, Richie Howard. Thank you, Houston Shaw. Lots more to come from this part of the country. Look for it on Brand new episode, season 14 of Benelli Presents The Foul Life. You will see that starting July 2022 exclusively on the Outdoor Channel. If you want one of our new cookbooks, the Provider Cookbook, or some of our new dry rubs, we got 10 of them, theproviderlife.com, and you can also find them in retail locations all across the country, including Murdoch's, Big R, Sportsman's Warehouse, Fins for a Feather in Ohio, so many, too much support. I can't name them all. I apologize. On the next episode, we'll name some other ones. And if you want the new Mega 4 Mallard Duck Call, check out Jargon Game gamecalls.com we're fired up about it absolutely the best mallard duck call ever made 
I promise you that. And also check out the Wrecking Ball Short Read Goose Call, the Crazy Train Short Read Goose Call. Again, jargongamecalls.com. Thank you all so much for the continuous support. We're going to leave you with this song right now. This is 2 AM Logic. The song is called My Foul Life.